0: Blessings. This is Pastor Walter and Maribel Arias welcoming you to the podcast of God of Collin's Christian Center. We hope this time is a blessing for you. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week. Enjoy the message and embrace what the Lord has for you. This week's message, titled Natural and Supernatural Mindset, by Pastor Walter Arias, Good God, we give you thanks for this of the to and As things, a church. We see the time that of Philip had a natural time, mindset, and time of while Andrew had a supernatural brotherhood, of friendship and a time listen to of the learning message, of the word of and God. God. And we we ask you. that you allow us all of us that are here and those that are watching us from the other cities and places so that this word can bless us, teach us, confront us, alleviate. It's a word of edification. I ask so that everyone that is present has a ear to listen to in this moment. And their attention paid. And I ask for myself that you give me the boldness by your Holy Spirit to share as it suits. And I ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. And the church of the Lord says, amen and amen. So if you go there. Today we had technical difficulties. Perhaps we're not going to have the biblical text. If we do, then glory to God. But that's why you brought your Bible. There in the Gospel of John. Chapter 6, I want you to find it, please. And this story that we're going to read is a very special story because it announces or it teaches us over some miracles, some wonders of the Lord Jesus. In fact, it speaks of the miracles of healing, but it also shows us of the wondrous things that in his ministry, Jesus did here on this earth. And the question there would be, did he do it because he was here present or because it still happens For the last 2,000 years. So the answer is that I believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and will be the same for all ages and that the work of God and for his church and for his people is vigilant with signs, wonders and miracles. Some people some people preach that the miracles that 2000 ago, 2000 years ago they stopped. That's a lie because you yourself is a miracle of God if you analyze it. I don't know what your testimony, but I know what's mine and I know of many and because I know my testimony, I can give faith that Jesus is real. And that he still works miracles and he has the capacity and the power and the authority, not only to forgive sins, but also to do a miraculous work in one and through one as a person. Amen. Are you in accord with me? So then give glory to God, to King Jesus, which is and who is forever and ever. Amen. So the story that we're going to read, I want you to understand it first of its, its historical part because this happened but also that you see it on its part that you could apply or application so here's a word to hear and to learn but also to make use of it to apply it to my personal life are you with me yes the word that you read and that they teach you it should always have the intention of how it speaks to me and what does it suit me for so we're going to read here then before we read the life, the life of every human being is subject to many things because we come to a land, we are born, we grow up. And when we grow up, a future is presented to us, not only the present, but also the future that's coming. And all of that, we have to decide what to buy. If I buy a house or if I don't buy a house, if I buy a car, if I don't buy a car, if I go to work, if I'm not going to work, if I'm going to live, where am I going to live? If I stay in a country or if I go to another country, a human being, if what they had is they have decisions to make every day. And this is not exclusive of the people of the church. This is something of every human being, because Analyze, every person grows up and it's in particular, it's like they're in their own world. But I speak to the church, you who came today, you who are watching today, maybe you who are watching or here today for the first time in the spiritual part. They've invited you, and they've said, telling you, and perhaps God has an answer for you today to some of your questions. So then every human being risks something every day. We risk business. We risk in routes that we take. We risk if we go or not. So we have to decide. And the question then is, what is the difference between one person and another person? The difference between one person and another, knowing that we all decide that all of us have something to do, is how they manage the opportunity. Let us look at this biblical text. And I get into to take you a little bit to what the teaching is. So it says there in John chapter 6. If you found it in your Bible, in chapter 6, and verses 1 onward, it says the following. After these things, Jesus went to the over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs, which he what where? Which he and Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. <laughs> then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, "Make ask this question, what did Jesus ask him? Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Listen, what the scripture says, but this... He said to test him, to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Repeat that part with me. But this he said to test him, for he knew himself what he was going to do. Say to the person to your side, God knows what he has to do in your life. Say it. But look at the person. Look at him and say, God knows what he has to do in your life. Verse 7. Philip answered him. Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about, how many? 5,000. So they didn't count who? To the children or the women. Okay? So the people were, it was greater. Verse 11. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down. And likewise, Of the fish as much as they wanted. So everyone received according to what they wanted. One they give more to another according to what the text is saying. Verse 12. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost therefore they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten then those men when read it with me verse 14 then those men when they had seen the sign that Jesus did said this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world and this topic has as an end to identify in us two types of mentalities. And in fact, the title is called Natural and Supernatural Mindset. What's the topic or the title today? Natural and Supernatural Mindset. Very well. Why? Because we're in a land that is natural. We're exposed to natural things which our senses can perceive, our eyes Our hands can touch, our nose can smell, our mouth can savor. So, all of our senses are exposed to something that is natural. And I want to enter there in the text because I want to speak quickly four things of so many things that this text teaches me of what I received from my Lord for the church today and for all of you that are watching this sermon. And the first is reasons to follow Jesus. What is the first point? Reasons to follow Jesus. According to the text, what were the reasons in which the people were following Jesus? And it says it there in verse (laughs) 2. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. So why were these people following Jesus? Because the number about five thousand men without counting women and children, why were they following him? And scripture says, because of the signs that Jesus did on the those that were diseased. In other words, they had seen and they had heard that there was one that where they were going, where he ever went, he was doing something. That dead were raised, to the lame he healed, the paralytic he healed, the blind he gave sight to, in a in, 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 in numeral number of people. But well, Jesus had wonders and signs and miracles. So why did the people follow for the miracles? And with that, I want to then just simply say that many of us have followed Jesus for a miracle. And that's not wrong. That's not bad, because the people say seek Jesus, because you have to seek him, or because he is God. Not the reality is that we seek someone or something because we need him or we want him. So it's not a sin that you, in the desire that Jesus responds to a question of yours, that he give you an answer to one of your needs, that he does a work for you, that he does a miracle. That's not bad. You can do that. All of us that draw close to Jesus, we do so because we have a great problem. It's strange. Not that it doesn't exist. It's very strange that a person come to Jesus because it's in the glorious moment of their life. Because it's going well. The majority of humans, we look for God and the kingdom of God when we're in a chaos when we're in problems, when we have need, when we have anguish, when there's no longer a response in our capacity, and that's fine. I want you to have that certainty today in your heart and that peace that for whatever reason that you're coming here, then glory to God. If it's a great pain in your body or in your finances or in your interpersonal relationships is something is costing you so much and you're seeking Jesus so he helps you so if you say someone that you're very interested then say yes tell them yes I have interest that Jesus heal me that Jesus help me because alone I can't do it are you with me why do we seek Jesus? We seek Jesus because we need him. We seek Jesus. We seek God because we understand that we want something greater than us in our life. So don't feel bad. Don't feel bad to come here and bow down before God and say to him, I need you. We say that that God is... A firefighter because he puts out the fire because many look for him only for problems But say to the person to your side not you Because you're gonna seek God all the time of your life and I hope you receive say amen to that You're gonna seek God every day of your life in the good times and in the bad times who says amen Because I want to seek my Lord now in good times and in bad times. I learned the lesson 27 years ago I do it, and I'm very happy. But I can go to him as many times in prayer, in crying out to him and saying, I need you. Who more should I go to, God, if only you, Lord, have the words of eternal life? So then, reasons to follow Jesus, and I ask you this question, and you can answer for yourselves. Think for a moment. While I drink a little bit of water, you're going to think... Why you came today or are watching today, or something legitimate that you may have to ask of Jesus. Ask for a moment there. <laughs> Perhaps one needs an answer to open up a business. We come to a country that has a lot of opportunity. Perhaps you are in the need that they resolve a problem with your office or with the business that you already opened. Perhaps you're needing a response if you buy the house or not, or how much do you spend on it, or where do you buy it, or do I buy a car or don't buy a car, or I go to my country or I stay here, and, and, and I just really get into it here, and I try again. Whatever it may be, I say that Jesus has the answer. That's the second point. Jesus has the answer. What is the first point? Reasons to follow Jesus. And the second point is, Jesus has the answer. Say it with me. Jesus has the answer. Say it to yourself. I already know the word there. And this sermon first came to me. But I want you to receive it in your heart. Say, Jesus has the answer for my problem. Say it believe it, put your hand on your chest and say, Jesus has the answers for my life, church, whatever it may be, in the hands of Jesus is the answer. According to the Bible, and you who are a believer, you're already here. So I want you to know from the natural mindset to the supernatural mindset because that's the topic today. In verse 5 and 6, it says the following that Jesus says to Philip, look through what he said Where shall we buy? bread so that these can eat. Who made the answer? Jesus did. Jesus has the multitude, like 5,000 men without counting women and children. And he asks a question of Philip, where shall we buy bread? I'm marveled how Jesus brings him to a thought, not because he didn't know the answer, but was to see where Philip was standing. And maybe one of you are going to identify yourself with Philip today. And that's the purpose that you looked at your heart Because if something Jesus did was to ask a question so that Philip would let go of what was in his heart. And not that Jesus didn't understand, but maybe so Philip himself would be able to discover and go from a natural mindset to a supernatural mindset. Verse 5. Then Jesus said to Philip, "He shall, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But read verse 6. But this he said for what? Read it loud. To test him. For he himself knew what he would do. Is that God is going to ask that question and will continually do it. And maybe you don't listen or hear it or maybe you don't understand it when he's asking it. Is how are you gonna resolve the problem? The question we ask ourselves continually, analyze that in a situation you and I we say, and how am I gonna resolve this? Have you not noticed that? Have you not done that? Or am I the only one that does that? <laughs> Lift the hands, those that say, How am I gonna resolve this? Lift the hands, those of you that have said that. Yes? how they see in a program that was anointed as children. <laughs> <laughs> and who will defend me and the red chapulin would come out I would the red chapulin. who would help me, who would save me who could show me the answer, who could direct me correctly who will help me Wait, how am I going to do this to pay the mortgage? How am I going to do to pay the account that I have, the legitimate responsibility that I got into? How am I going to do this? They're questions that we ask ourselves every day. The youth are saying, shall I go to the university? Will I have an opportunity to go to the university? How am I going to do it? And when a youth understands that the financial status of his family, yes, then the young person, then the status of his fi- family maybe is not enough to pay a university. Does that not happen to the youth? Of course. My son is always asking, how am I going to go for the university? Because he sees our financial status and he's already thinking if we have the opportunity. Unless he gets a scholarship. Our first daughter won 100% of scholarship, so there's a pressure because he says, maybe I can't gain it like my sister did, so how am I going to do it? <laughs> And look, he's 16 years old, and he's already asking himself, how am I going to do it? Are you with me? That question is very important for all of us. But Jesus asked Philip, and how are we going to resolve this problem of the hunger of all these people? Not that he didn't know, but so that Philip could think. So Philip it came a natural response. The natural response, which is not... Not insensitive. It's a natural response. He says, not even with 200 denarii, a denarii, it was the pay of a worker, a payment of a day. He says, not even with 200 denarii, can we have a little piece of bread for everyone? So Philip went into into a mindset. And there we're going to go to the natural mindset, which is the third point. But to go there having the teaching very clear. What is the title of today's topic? Natural and supernatural mindset. And what was the first point? Reasons to follow Jesus. And the second, Jesus has the answer. To my problem, to my question, to my need, Jesus has the answer. Take this in your heart. Jesus has the answer to your need. I'm going to look at one face. Jesus has the answer to your need. Jesus has the answer for your need. Amen. Do you say amen to that? Do you receive that? Say to the person to your side once again, Jesus has the answer to your need. Now, let us get into this topic of the natural mindset. Philip, verse 7, it says, Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth Of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. And it's that our nature, our human nature, or our natural mindset will take us to take account always. Listen well. We're always going to make calculations in our capacity. We're always going to make calculations on what we have or what we don't have. And it's not that... A craziness. It's a reality because we have a natural mindset. So we take account. So if I have no money, how am I going to do this? But if I don't have a job, then how am I going to go to a spiritual retreat in four months? Look, look at the natural mindset where it leads you to. If I'm not working, how am I going to pay $250 to go to a retreat of couples? The retreat is in four months. Look at the Analyze the uh, mindset, what it makes you think. It's making you think of what you don't have today and then what you won't have for four months from now. Because the mindset is declaring that there's not going to be no money, that you're going to find a job, that there won't be a miracle, and that Jesus doesn't have the answer. So many times we operate in that type of mindset. In the mindset of what is lacking. In the mindset of what I don't have. In the mindset of what's impossible. In the mindset that I'm not capable. In the mindset that I don't speak English. Oh, then why'd you come to this country? You didn't know that here they speak English? You didn't know that here they speak English in this country? If I'm going to go to France, what do you think that I'm going to have to learn? French. I don't speak English. Oh, I don't have documents. So then why'd you come to this country? We all know. Those conditions. The question is if I'm here, is that then God is not here to make me resolve in English or Spanish, or God can't resolve my things in my language or in another language? Give the glory to God if you understand this. Amen? Is it that God won't provide for you with or without documents that are legal? You don't think that God doesn't know your condition of your life? the natural mindset has a certain sensitivity because it makes calculations and there's even a biblical portion that supports it and that's in Luke chapter 14, because Jesus himself taught it. Luke chapter 14, verses 28 to 30. And Jesus says there, in your Bible, you can find it. Luke chapter 14, verses 28 to 30 says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Jesus is speaking of a reality there. He's saying to a group of people, he says, which one of you don't think in this way? Which of you don't take account to see if you have what to construct with or not, and you make the good calculations to see where you can go so you're not ashamed. So Jesus is speaking of something sensible, and I applaud that. Because you have to be responsible. You have to be responsible. One has to make the decisions based on the finances that one has. If I've been a counselor here and I'm the worst counselor for those that come here to buy a house that's a million (laughs) dollars. I'm the worst counselor for them. Because I say it's not that it's a bad. I'm a bad counselor. No, is that I tell them a truth that they don't like to hear. Because I asked them, well, how much do you. Gain. I, gain. I earn 20000 a year. Then how are you going to pay a mortgage of a house that's a million? Make the calculations and see. And then they say, oh no, God will provide. You're twisting God's arm then. Because you're making use, a bad use, of, of a portion of faith. You have to know of the natural mindset and understand is to make a calculations, but then analyze, but text, Philip, when Jesus said to Philip, then how will we resolve this about the food for all these people, then Philip, and he made a natural calculation of something that he didn't have, analyze this, Philip, hmm, says, not even with 200 denarii, the man made a calculation with something that did not exist, And that's the error at times that we do, that we we do like a negative or have a negative mindset to things or that we want to obtain, but we can't get it because I'm lacking something. I explain it in a simple way. And maybe one time I mentioned it, but respect to the new people, Um, the people can know this this testimony. I was um, a person that would kill my wife's dreams because my finances were limited. And a woman who is very respectable, she goes through a mall and she sees the windows and she says, wow, what a beautiful dress. And my wife says, what a beautiful dress. I go, I would tell I don't have money. And we would go to another store and she would say, what beautiful shoes. And I would make a strength inside and and it would and I would make this strength in my stomach. And and I would say, I don't have money for the shoes. Are you with me? And then one day she says to me, honey, don't kill my dreams. At least say to me another day, my love, with the help of God. Oh, with the lesson she taught me. My marriage got better right from that moment. And we go to the same places. She sees the same dress and she goes, what a beautiful dress. And then I say, with the help of God, honey, one day you're going to have it. And those shoes with the help of God. Is it true, my love? You know what I say? I'm here to protect you. And you know, she's more in love and like salivating at the mouth like, wow, (laughs) wow. Because I say to her, I'm here to protect you. But before I was taking account of what I didn't have. But I started to learn to make an account. And to bring a form to go from the natural to the supernatural. And how does this happen? And be careful. And I'm not talking about super faith. I'm talking about another spiritual reality. Because the reality that Philip used was in his reality. Was a natural calculation of human calculations. But look, another person. Because through Andrew. Andrew that comes was better because Philip operated in a natural mindset of what he didn't have and Andrew operated in a mindset that is natural that took him to the supernatural because this miracle mindset or supernatural and Andrew says here in the word verse 8 in the last part and 9 Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, Who did he say this to? To Jesus. What did he say? Read it with me. Here is a lad who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Analyze the difference between the two people. The first person took account of something that he did not have, of 200 denarii that he did not have. A natural mindset. He made a calculation. But the second person, Andrew, this man, Andrew, made a calculation or put a a supernatural mindset. And how natural? Because he made a natural calculation. He came and he saw a, a, a lad with how many fish? Two. And how many loaves of bread? Five. So he had the base, if you analyze. So he looked for a basis. But look what he did. He took it to who? To Jesus, I don't know how many are going to say amen to this or how many are going to understand this, but I want to take a time to the two Philip and Andrew operated in natural things. One in the money that I don't have to buy and the other one in what I have in my hands to see if I could resolve something. Are you with me? Are you with me in what I have in my hand? to see how I could resolve this. Who was greater than uh, both? So I believe it was Andrew. Because Andrew saw that at least there was five loaves of bread and two fish and a lad, a young person, and he brought them to Jesus and he said to Jesus, this is what's here. But look at how he resolves. Are you with me? You and I will always... Have to look at how much we have, but never to stop involving God in the equation for what we need in the future, for what we want to do. Because at times we operate in our natural mindset on what I can do, on what I have, on what I earn. And what I'm capable of doing, and what I have the capacity of doing, and I have a lot of strength, and that I get up early, and that I have two jobs, and that I have two jobs and a part-time. You're speaking of something that is natural. You're depositing in you yourself, in your capacity or my capacity. We operate in a self-sufficient we operate in where I can do it, or what I can reach with my capacity, with my salary. I learned to bring my finances to my Lord Jesus. I presented the Lord Jesus $200,000 14 years ago. I presented, I'm sorry, 2200 There was a... A son, a daughter, a niece, and a wife that's younger than she is now. A car and a lot of luggage on top and something with $2,000 at some friend's gave me so that I could leave New York as a missionary here. And what did I present to the Lord? I said, Lord, I present this $2,000 in this whole nucleus of family because I do this in your name. In your name. In your name. Not in my capacity, my human capacity. And when I came in the car, you know I told you the story. I didn't have a CD. The car didn't even have a CD player or an MP3. Not even... It was the the cassette if you can remember way back and I put the cassette of Alex Campos To the workshop of the master I go he will help me He will take in his arms and he will heal every wound the tools of the master And it's a beautiful song that we were singing to know him and to understand him, to know that I don't deserve anything, and you know what happens in that transition? All my emotions, everything. It was, it was from a natural mindset and then a supernatural mindset. In that time frame of twenty hours in that car, I assure you, the natural mindset. Oh, I have two thousand dollars only. <sighs> And I would look at my family, they're sleeping, snoring. Then I was, oh God, (laughs) with that CD, crying on that highway, driving from New York here, a natural mindset, and then the supernatural mindset will come, and I would say to the Lord Jesus, we have $2,000, look at the difference, uh, I have to, we have, I have a problem too, we have a problem Lord, and oh, well, I've grown in that my wife is your daughter, I say to him. I say that to my Lord. My wife is your daughter, Lord. Provide for her. Give the glory to he who lives. Amen? Praise Jesus. And, and she says, what a great father-in-law I have. Or that you have, rather, which is God the Father. Provide to my daughter, provide to my mother, provide to my mother. And I involve my family in this. It's a mindset that is supernatural. Because you make scarce of what you don't have. Or then the person who you say is the king of your family. So we live in a natural world. That is true. Yes, I touch it. I see it. I hear it. I feel it but i don't stop operating in the supernatural. Where I say to him, Lord, this is all you. This church. You know what i say to the Lord? This is your church. It's the best thing that i could say to my Lord because it gives me an hernia. Er- gives me everything if i try on my own with the accounts, with the challenges, with the situations, with the problems. Today because this is the best congregation. Amen. And when you see beautiful brothers and sisters and you don't, it's difficult. But then I say to the Lord, this is your church. And that gives me a peace that is very profound, very profound. Because it's your church, Lord. Because I bring to you what I have, what is on my side, what I'm capable of ministering. But it's yours. I involve you. The word of God is very simple, but I believe, I hope that you can embrace it. What do you have in your hands? Because what you have in your hands, you can have a hundred thousand in savings, and they're always going to be that a hundred thousand in savings that are not going to be suiting you for a lot because they'll go like this. Thirty thousand will go like this. Five thousand will go like this. A hundred dollars. I have a bill of a hundred dollars in your wallet. It'll go like this in a moment. Go with a hundred dollars in the back of the church, and you'll see 10 will come and say, hey, pay for my lunch. It goes like this. In your capacity. And uh burden and a pressure, but when you grow in faith, you start to say to the Lord, how are we going to do it? Lord, you have the answer. Lord, I don't understand it, but you understand it. And it takes us to a proverb then. in. Proverbs chapter 3, please look for it, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, again, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, this proverb is like, Andrew must have known it, like maybe he knew it, because look what Andrew did with the two, with the two fish and the five bread and the lad. he brought them to Jesus. Wasn't it like that? Right? So he provided a foundation, but he brought him to the miraculous one. And it's it's as if this text, verse 5, Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all. Say it in a loud voice with me. One, two, three. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Do not lean on your own understanding or your capacity. The people saying, "Oh, I have it. I will do it. Or I this, or I that." No, get God. Involve God in all your decisions. If you're gonna buy, God first. If you're going to negotiate it, God first, not your emotions, not your capacity, because it'll help you in something. But without the correct foundation, when the situations come, you're going to need then is Christ who you left outside of the equation. So the text says again, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse six, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Acknowledge him in what? And all your paths. What are your paths? Your life, your, your whole life, and every decision to study you, the young person that wants to study in another one, acknowledge God in that decision. Involve them. Lord, is this suit us for me to go to that church? Lord, are we going to learn in that? Lord, is that place for me? You want to go to the university? What university? Lord, what university are you going to choose? Lord, what university do you think is convenient? Not the one that I say. Because if I say it's the one that I say, I'll show you. But at the end, I acknowledge you so that you direct my path. Because if that university, you could then give me something better where something is hidden there for me. Are you with me? Then give the glory to God. Give that glory to God. Amen. Clap those hands if you're going to clap them. Verse 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And verse 7 says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. What is he saying? Don't be wise. Don't be so sufficient in your, in your decisions. Let that, uh, stop thinking that you're going to do it because you have the capacity or the mindset. Involve God in that prayer. Involve God in that project, involve God in that determination, in the relate with God in a way that you understand that He's the miraculous one, that He can help you to resolve what is not within your reach. And with this, I'm not saying that we don't love God. Analyze, analyze that Philip was one of the disciples of Jesus. And he walked with Jesus and he saw so many miracles and Philip, through Philip, God had worked miracles in his ministry. But Philip, in that moment, he showed a very natural part. He stopped counting with the miraculous When The people came. Look, look at the reasoning. The people were coming because Jesus was making miracles. And Philip was walking with Jesus in that moment. His heart was filled with doubt of how we're going to resolve with the hunger for the people. Or to feed the people because he operated... It was in a natural mindset. But Philip knew how to operate in the supernatural. And you'll see it there in the Bible, making great miracles. So don't be wise in your own eyes, family, young person, man, or woman. Let us not be wise in our own eyes. What God is saying is that, you know what God is saying is to acknowledge me in your life. Acknowledge me. Get me in there, not to damage us. And I want to conclude with the following an illustration before finishing an illustration and it's or an example when the people speak to me that have a need for legal documents for this country or English I speak to them with authority because I came to this country without English I know that I now look like I'm a full American (laughs) within time I understand that because things you know you get accustomed but I came to this country without knowing English and (laughs) And I came here without documents. I came in through Tijuana. I didn't know what was going to happen. They said, You're going to go through the hole. And a week, it took a week, and I never saw the hole. <laughs> because I thought, thinking of a hole. If you say, Hey, we're going to go through a hole, what do you start to imagine? That you're going to go through a hole. And I ran and I ran. And we went through mountains from 6 o'clock in the morning. And running and running and running and I couldn't find no hope. Mountains is all I saw. And that place where there was a lot of things and the and they all called coyotes, right? And they're all called Tito. How's your what's your coyote's name? Tito. That Tito. Every not Tito. Not Tito here in the church. It's not you. It's not you, Tito. But with every person that went through the hole and I said, Who got you through Tito? So I said, Wow <laughs> Everyone put the same name so that they take us in a place from a nice airport in Mexico in a plane to Tijuana and Tijuana in a hotel very nice everything then from the hotel they take us to a place where the homes were made out of wood where where it was like a shanty town and they wake us up early and they say, ready we're gonna leave my brother and I and him with that coyote (laughs) So we left, and they say, Don't stop. You're going to do everything I say. Giving us in so many instructions. Run, 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 run. I know what it is to go through that hole. And I can have empathy or love with those that find themselves in a, a status uh, that's uh, immigration status now, maybe adverse. And in that moment, in that time, I was, if I knew something, was to pray And praying the Our Father and running and saying, Our Father, water in heaven. And that's, I think I tired God with that Our Father. And I didn't find the hole. What happens at the end, I started coming to this country without documents. And I know what it is to be in a place and that people come with green uniforms and you go, Oh, wow, I'm gone from here. I know what happened because I lived in New York, scared. And when I came to California, To study in California, they asked me in school. I started to learn English in high school, and there they asked me my social security card. I mean, I didn't even know what they were saying, and I said, "I'm gonna ask my mom." (laughs) And they're still waiting for it. (laughs) At least, if they call the office, you don't have social security, so I'm gonna tell my mom. So I came to New York. My story is that little part. So you can understand when I know how to speak of immigration or understand the brothers and sisters that don't have the legal documents. But something happened when I came here. And at I deported myself at 20 years old. They let me go. And for that, there's no problem to leave. And 30 years my at 30 years old, my visa, came, my visa came in, and I have a long relationship with my wife, and my daughter, Melissa, was born. And the visa comes to me when I was 30 years old. So I was five years a believer, and, w- and then when the visa comes, I had to make a d- decision to come to the United States. It was a dream, and I told my wife that one day God was going to bring us to the United States, but the visa was without my wife. And without my children, perhaps many have happened to you. And it was five years that I was in New York without my wife and my daughter. And I could go to Colombia. I would go twice a year and once a year. And there was a year that I did not go. And everything was waiting, waiting. When, when, when is it going to be? And they had told us maybe in a year, two years, three years. And then what starts is what we spoke in here, anxiety. And I made a decision to stay with the Lord to continue congregating, to keep helping the church where I was in New York, and not to get angry with God for nothing. And my wife, I said to my wife, I bless you. And to my pastor, I said, I bless you. Do you want a secretary for your church, pastor? I have a great business. Do you want a secretary? If you have to pay her, then you will pay her, right? Well, then I say, have one, my wife, and I will send you the money and you pay her a great deal and my wife was the secretary for the church it's part of her testimony but my wife she's the one that didn't travel i would was i was the one that would go and come back and i had a great freedom but she was the one that had a every time i would uh, go my my daughter would get sick and then there was a uh, proposals like one was that for her to come through the hole and i said you're not going to find it cuz i never did <laughs> If you come through the hole and they start to persuade and I said to my wife, no, no, no. And there was a certainty within me that I had to involve God in all of this like never before, because if it was without Christ in that time. Perhaps I would have to take any opportunity. But I started to ask God for something. And I said, Lord, this is the wife that you gave me. This is the beautiful woman that you gave me. Very young, very beautiful. I have a young daughter. And I started to ask God. And God, I'm asking for something supernatural. And I started to ask for him something supernatural. Listen to what I I said. Lord, I'm going to ask you for a visa. Clearly, I said a visa. A special visa where my wife and my daughter, they will allow her to come into this country to wait for the residency here, look how crazy, that they let her come in until her residency comes for this, and I started to ask, and I put God in this, because I wasn't able to bring my wife, but I knew that God had an answer, and he could bring her, are you with me, so I started to pray in that fashion, and the Lord was with me in a way, and he created Visa Visa V1, that didn't exist. The Visa V1 said that they were going to allow people to come into this country. Those, those people that uh, applied within this year and with this year. And as soon as they got here, they would lose their status. But then you could go in with your lawyer, a new status. And God brings this visa for this servant. Listen, (laughs) who was praying for that? I don't know, but I invented it. I said, Lord, I don't know how many people and the heart. Touched the, and did the same But that visa they gave it to me for my wife She was able to come here And five years later with my daughter And we went through a legal process Because we had to be documented And to start a new petition What do I want to say with this? The supernatural In the natural mindset We're going to suffer a lot It's necessary to understand if we have Or we don't have But in the supernatural mindset There's hope There's hope There's hope that God is my God and my provider and my redeemer lives and he will go forth with me and I will go with him and he goes where I will go. And the word says, I will go wherever you go. God didn't stay in the country. God is with you here now in this moment. God did not stay in the past problem. God is with you in this problem, in this moment right now. He is your defender. He is your cause. He is the one that's most interested into blessing you, into prospering you. So you give him glory and you can say, I have a God that is miraculous. And others can believe that he is powerful to resolve their situations. So give glory to he who lives. Amen. Stop thinking of what's missing. Stop thinking of what's missing. Stop thinking of what's missing. Concentrate on what you have in your hands and put it before the Lord. Three simple things. I stop thinking of what I don't have. I look at what I have, and I get with him who has the answers for all things in life. Amen? That's faith. Take that in your heart today, please. And his name says that you and I will cast out demons, will trample on serpents and scorpions, and over every... Power of the evil one. With the little that you have, God can do a lot. With a young man's food, five loaves of bread and two little fish, more than five thousand people were fed without counting women and children who were also there. The disciples were fed, and the disciples fed many people because God made the miracle. Let me say something: that God is the one that can operate in the supernatural, and you with the natural. What do you have in your hands? What do you have in your hands? Because a young person, 16 years old, 15 years old, he had a slingshot and a a rock in that slingshot. And there was a giant. And he said what he had in his hands, he let it go. And he defeated a giant that the Philistines called Goliath. What did he have, young David, in his hands? Just a slingshot and a stone. What do you have in your hand? What is your talent? What is your capacity? What did you know? Do you know a little bit of English? that's sufficient to defeat the giant of this country that says that you don't speak English, that, all don't open your mouth. How many can say amen to that? How many adults say amen to that? Do you know a little bit of English? Then put it in the hands of the Lord, and it's going to open up doors, and you're going to negotiate in advance in the name of Jesus. And stop saying, I don't speak English. Say, "I I speak English, which is to say I speak English. Amen? The feet of the priest of the ark got there at the... Promised land on the Jordan River, and the fi- priests put their feet. And when they put the feet in the water to their ankles, it says that the Jordan River stopped. What did they have? They had feet, but they had God upon them. The feet they had, but the power to stop the river was God Almighty. Do you have the ark of the covenant in your heart? Do you have God in your life? Involve Him in your decisions and in your needs. What do you have in your hands? Please close your eyes. What is your problem? What is your need? Do you have a a hope? Is there someone there that maybe God can use them to send you the papers so that one day God gives you the citizenship to the whole family? So that do you have a little bit of money there that perhaps God can use? so you could do and make a good business and increment your capital? What is your problem? The question is, are you involving God in that equation? Bring your problems to the Lord. Bring your problems to the Lord and please close your eyes. Good God, I bless this holy people. I bless their lives. And you know all things that they have, Lord. You know their needs. Their needs fears, their brokenness, their frustrations, their pain, their scarcity, the fear that they have. You know it all, their anguish. But today God, I bring to your memory, and not that you have forgotten. But for our mindset, today I bring to memory that we are here, Lord, that we have come here and we've come here to worship you, to seek you. And Lord, conform to this, that we invest in this, our faith in you. I ask that the supernatural will be developed in each and every one of our brothers and sisters. And they pass from natural mindsets that they look at what they don't have. And better yet, that they get into the supernatural mindset that they see the God that he has with the little or beautiful or bountiful resources that you've given them. I bless these people. I cry out for the salvation of each one and for the growth of each one and that you're holy, Lord. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We invite you to look for us in the social networks such as Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Search under the name Dios de Pactos Florida. We hope this message has edified you and please share with others have a wonderful day